Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ukul on the Ground podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? Gentlemen, it is 1 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time on a Monday. That means it's time for the Ukulele on the Ground podcast. And what that means is uh, we basically answer any and all of your ukulele questions or non-ukulele questions, whatever questions we get from the audience, may it be via the live chat because we are live for this podcast. So you guys can ask us questions in the live chat. You guys can uh, leave a comment below. You know, let us know if you guys want uh, want to ask anything. Um, and while you're there, don't forget to like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, and also, you guys can email us uh, your questions. Uh, we'll flash the email later, later on. You know, they don't have to deal with that right now. Right, guy? All good. Or do you, or do you want to? Up to you? I don't know. Nah, we'll just show them. We'll just flash, oh, okay. flash it real quick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just boom. That's it. Bam. Questions at ukulelontheground.com. However, you guys want to give your questions to us, we'll try to answer it as best as we can. I'll try to give you my two cents. Aaron and Kahai will also give in their two cents. We'll come up with the best six cent answer just for you folks. So uh, here it is. Just, just as a, um, as a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? As a disclaimer, you know, like uh, it is not necessarily a Q&A that, that we're doing right now. It's more like a Q&O. So you guys have questions. We'll give you opinions <laughs> on those questions that you guys may, oh, yeah. may have. Our best yeah. guesses. Our best. <laughs> our educated guesses. Our hypotheses. Q&H. Yeah. <laughs> we label the live stream as questions and answers just yeah. because it's like kind of weird to do Q&O. Yeah. Or like Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But that's, that's basically what we're doing here based on our um collective uh knowledge and experiences on the subject of ukulele or any other subject we'll try to give you our best our best answers okay so with that said gentlemen what are we talking about okay what are you, you guys, guys want to touch you guys want to talk about stuff he's yeah. about survivor series that happened this weekend <laughs> i'm so excited cm punk back home wwe left aew had all those problems now he's he's there to, but what do you what do you think about that guy uh yeah it's great <laughs> well, i should have worn my cm punk shirt I, I used to wear it all the time on this show and now he's finally back and i'm not representing i, sh- I should wear it next week yeah it, it's so good that mike isn't here because you know how much he hates wrestling how much i <laughs> don't, love wrestling. don't ever don't you dare talk about wrestling in front of mike yeah. if, if you it's ever so want to leave the room yeah <laughs> if you yeah. ever want to be somewhere, yeah. you know, if you gotta be somewhere, if you wanna go to sleep. 12 hours later. Yeah, 12 <laughs> hours later, Mike Ono is still gonna be talking about wrestling. <laughs> Shout out to Mike. He might actually be listening in right now. <laughs> so, uh, shoot away, buddy. Shoot away. Yeah. No one wants to talk about CM Punk right now. So, <laughs> uh, so a couple of weeks ago, uh, we talked about, or you kind of gave a couple of tips on mm-hmm. what you should do when you're taking lessons. Yeah. And especially when you're taking like online lessons. Yes. But we thought about uh, since you're teaching in person now, mm-hmm. like, is there things? Why don't you give like three things that uh, people should do when they're taking an in-person lesson to make sure that they get the most out of their lessons? Okay. Um, so uh, there is two kinds of in-person lessons that that I feel like you know that are, that are possible if you're doing that. One would be a private lesson, just a one-on-one private lesson or group lessons. So I have advice, different advice for, for different things, okay? Let's deal with the uh, the private lesson because that's gonna be the most um, similar to my answers in, in the past, okay? 
um, first off, email the person that you're taking a lesson from, okay? Email them, uh, give them all the details, as much details as you possibly can give them about what you're looking to get out of said lesson, all right? Because if, you know, if you're looking for, you know, looking for certain things, if you wanna ask certain questions, it's good to, to ask them before the lesson happens so that it's not necessarily taking, you know, like taking time away from your, you know, from your lesson for them to just kind of like think about it. Uh, it gives them uh, an, an idea of what you're looking for, at least. If, if, if I'm the teacher and I read the email, like, oh, I kind of want to go over this, 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 and this. Even if I don't answer you back, even if I don't, you know, come up with the answer, then I'll know that that's what you're looking for going into the, um, you know, going into the lesson. So I'm not caught off guard or anything like that. I would like to at least get a heads up of what it is that you're looking for, what it is that you're, you want to ask, what it is that you're, you know, you want to work on. It's, it's things like that. And by emailing and letting them know your expectations about the lessons, then the teacher can also let you know what to, you know, what to expect. Okay. Cause I can say like, all right, that sounds good. We can work on all that, all that. We can work on, you know, this, 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 and this, or I could say like, okay, that might be like two lessons. We can be talking about this and this on the first one. This will take a little bit of time for us to really get into it. And then this and this, maybe we can do for another lesson. It's things like that. You know what I mean? So that you can plan things out and I can plan things out as the teacher. It's, uh, it's just good to communicate. Uh, maybe that's, you know, just to put it in, in, uh, in a nice little bow, communicate with your private lesson teacher. Okay. Communicate with them, like email them, call them, text them, whatever, you know, whatever you can do to kind of just like give them a heads up of what you're looking for. Okay. Um, number two is, um, your phone is your best friend. All right. So with your phone, ask them, you know, ask your teacher politely if, uh, if you can film that, or you can just like, you know, like set up like a thing where you can film the lesson. That would be, that would be the best. If they're uncomfortable with that, ask them if they, if you can take like a voice memo recording of the, uh, of the lesson, because for me as a teacher, you're paying for this lesson. This is your lesson. You know, like I, I feel that these 30 minutes, 15 minute, one hour, whatever, however long your private lesson is, it's for you. Yeah. So you wanting to record something that you paid for should be something that, that should be granted. Honestly, like I, I think you paid for this. This is your time. That's your 30 minutes. Those are your lessons. You do whatever you want with it, you know? Um, and it's good because it also shows, you know, like how, uh, how much a teacher actually wants you to get better. Because for me as a teacher, um, my first priority is always like, okay, how can I help this person? And I know that like without a shadow of a doubt that recording it, watching it and reviewing what we went over is definitely going to help. So if a teacher is like, I like, well, you can't do that. That's just somebody who's looking for another payday. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you mean like you forgot what I taught you last week? I guess we're going to have to go over it again on the next lesson. And that's, you know, it, it's, I mean, I, I don't know any one of my friends who do, do that or anything, but I've heard it happen before, you know, and, and it's definitely a tactic for people to keep other people coming back. But for myself, my first priority is always like, okay, well, whatever I can do to, uh, to make sure that you get this stuff down. And for me as a teacher, I'm always looking forward to the next thing. You know what I mean? Like as far as to work on the, uh, work on the next thing already. If you practice what we, what we talked about the week before or the, the lesson before, it's always nice to like, okay, cool. We'll just review it real quick. Five minutes just to make sure that you caught everything. All right, next. What are, what are we going to work on next? We're always moving forward because as a teacher, 
the thing you want to see the most is progress from your student, right? That's what you teach, you know? So number two would be to, uh, to record it somehow, either a video recording or an audio recording, but somehow um, go home with, with something to, uh, to review, okay? If you don't have your phone, if you don't have a recording device, none of that stuff, make sure you ask for, I don't know, like maybe an outline of what you guys talked about, uh, song sheets, things like that, that, uh, that they can provide to you so that you can work on something at home. And the lesson doesn't just exist within the 31 hour that, that you paid for, okay? And it also exists outside of that for you to, uh, for you to work on, okay? Uh, last but not least, um, and as part of communication, I think you should be open, you know, to your teacher about your strengths and your weaknesses and about like um, where where you're at as far as your 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 level goes. Just let them know that like, okay, um, let them know what you're comfortable and uncomfortable with, you know, because um, sometimes like when, uh, you, you know, as, as a teacher, if if people don't tell me like what what they want, then I'll you know I don't want the, the clock to run. I'll just like kind of think of something. It's like okay, well let's uh, let's work on this song, I guess. You know, like if, if you can't think, because a lot of times when we had the the free ukulele on the ground lessons, they're ju they'll just sign up, which is a great idea to just sign up, you know. And then uh, they're just like, I don't know what to work on. Like uh, you you tell me what to work on, Aldrin. I'm like, all right, cool. Here's a song from our song list that that I want us to work on, and I feel like you should you know you should. Uh, you should do but you're like ah, i'm not a big fan of i don't know the beatles or whatever it may be you know like uh let them let them know like be um it does fall under the uh the communicate with your teacher thing but it's more like just be honest with you know with yourself and with where you're uh, you know with where you are as far as the ukulele because it's hard for me to help you if you come in saying that you're oh i'm like a you know uh, i'm like an intermediate to advanced student so I'm thinking that like, okay, this person can do this, 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 and this. And then we start our lesson and then like, I'm talking about stuff and you're like, I don't know what that is, you know, like, and it kind of uh, wastes time, I guess, you know, in, in a sense where like now the teacher has to kind of backtrack. It's like, okay, well, what do you know about, you know, about this? So be honest with where you're at because that's the best way that we can help you. We want to make sure that we know the level that you're at, or if you don't know, and it's fine if you don't know the level where you're at, you can just stay. Uh, you can just state that. Okay, you can say so. Like I don't know where I'm at, but I do know this, 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 and this. And then, uh, or I can play for you what uh, what I'm working on, and it kind of gives you an idea that um, what level I am. It's things like that. Just tell your teacher those things. Okay, and that's for private lessons, like just private one-on-one -on -one lessons, those three things, okay? Uh, communicate with what you're, you know, with what you're looking for, what you want to work on and all that stuff. Uh, two, make sure to record it. Three, make sure you're open about your, your skill level and you're open about uh, what you're comfortable uh, doing and not doing, okay? Um, but if you're in a group lesson, which is basically what I'm doing nowadays here on Kauai, I'm offering... Um, group lessons and uh and for now we have a pop-up ukulele class that is a um, a three-week course which i'm super excited about uh so if you're doing that and you're going going into a group session uh number one uh number one is to make sure that you're prepared that means you're bringing your ukulele that means you're in tune that means you're you know like you're you're ready to you're ready to learn um bring you know bring your uh, bring maybe 
like a stand if you know or, or ask at least ask to like to see if you need a stand if you need you know like a like a notebook to write stuff in i would bring one anyway you know just to kind of take notes and stuff a lot of the times and i do a lot of uh workshops um in you know during festivals and whatnot and i always dig it when like somebody comes in like taking notes about stuff that i talk about because and I've talked about it on this show where like you go to a festival and you're, you know, you're, you're watching like five, 10 other like presenters, other workshops that day or like within that, you know, that weekend, it's tough to retain all that information. So to kind of have something to write stuff down to make sure you don't forget those things is, is always useful. Okay. And, um, and it's different from like, say I did talk about like recording the thing, but it's good because, you know, when you're in the, um, you know, when you're in the, the class, when you're in front of that person, there's always these like, you know, these either statements or things that we, you know, that we show you that will always hit. And I like when we, you know, when people are, are like are hit with inspiration or like uh, come up with that aha moment and they write it down because that moment doesn't quite hit the same in a recording. All right. So make sure that you're taking notes, make sure that you're, uh, you know, that, that you're giving yourself kind of like a, you know, a play by play on like on what certain things that the teacher said that impacted you. OK, so, for example, if you're coming into my class, um, my, my group class and I'm talking about form and stuff and, uh, and I, I explain why we do certain forms and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even think about it that way. I was holding my, my ukulele neck close to me and I have these dinosaur arms or like, or I'm like shaking hands with the, uh, with, with the ceiling. So my palm is up like that. And that's why I can't hold the G chord or the G7 chord and stuff. Um, because that's just most likely inner monologue. Yeah. And if you're listening to it or if you're watching the replay, it might not hit you the same the second time around. So write that down. You uh, write it down. We're like, okay, you know, uh, four, um, don't shake hands with the, you know, with, with the ceiling and, uh, or don't have dinosaur arms and keep your, you know, keep your headstock close to, to your body like this. Always like have the triangle. It's those things like just write little notes so that when you go back to the recording, you can look for those notes that you took. You're like, oh, uh, where was that part that he said about like the, uh, you know, the, about this, about the form, about the dinosaur arms, about the shaking hands of the ceiling or whatever. And then when you listen back to it, you're like, that's it. That was the, you know, that was the point. Okay. So make sure that you, you're taking notes that you're prepared. So you're going in there with, uh, with, with any, you're really just ready to learn. Like uh, show us that you're, you know, that you want to learn stuff that you're there to learn and not just to like, you know, to socialize or to like, okay, well, Aldrin's doing a workshop, so I might as well just go and, and just listen to him talk and stuff. Like, I don't really care about what he says, but I'm there to like, listen to him, listen to him talk, which is, I guess, fine. You know, if you don't want to like learn anything and you're just there to just like, to, to hang out, I guess, which is cool. But, um, if, if you're, you know, if, if your plan is to learn something, because especially because if you paid for it, you know, especially if you paid for it, it's not like a free class or whatever, uh, I would be prepared and I would take as much notes as possible. Uh, two um, would be same thing to record, record it, ask, you know, at first ask. OK, don't don't forget to ask. You have to ask um to see if you can record the video but in a group class i would be hesitant to ask for a video because you might catch video of other people in the class and they might not be you know comfortable with uh, with, with doing something like that so an audio is usually pretty good 
either that or if you can set up like like a little tripod that only faces the uh, like the teacher or, or the stage where the teacher is teaching that's good too just kind of be careful about like catching other people people might not be as comfortable as as you are like on camera so that that's that's the thing too it's like a privacy thing yeah so make sure that you're you're asking the teacher yeah you're asking yeah, you're asking them if we can you can film it or if you can uh, record the thing so you have something to uh, to take back home all right last but not least boom ask as many questions as possible you guys have no idea how many times i've uh, i've gone to like a, a workshop and I, I always ask, do you guys have any questions? Nobody says anything. And then like, and then I get bombarded at the end of the thing. We're like, oh, uh, I was just wondering. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, like, tell me and I'll still help you and stuff. But for the most part, that's what the question, like anybody have any questions for? And I always say in my workshops, like anything like not related to this workshop, you guys just want to ask me, you guys can just go ahead and feel free to ask me anything, you know, like just ask away if there's anything that you're looking for. Um, especially if, you know, if it's an ukulele player that you've been, you know, you've been watching on YouTube or, or like, or if you've been following their services, like if you've been following ukulele underground or like, or a part of their Patreon, you know, like these kind of teachers and stuff, um, definitely, definitely ask all the questions as much of the questions as as you can you know as any question you can think of just ask it you know it's like it's a great opportunity because uh one because you paid for it you paid for the for the right and privilege to be there to ask those questions so you you should you know two is uh you just never know you just never know when you'll see that person again and when you'll have access to that kind of knowledge again um you know myself and a bunch of you know a bunch of ukulele teachers professionals and um and people that do festivals all of us have different like uh have different journeys and different stories and different experiences and different like ukulele styles and stuff you're gonna get a different answer every time okay so uh have have questions and always ask question don't be don't be scared to ask questions no question too silly honestly you know like to to ask especially if the uh, the presenter is asking for you to ask questions <laughs> like does anybody have any questions just say so no question too you know too dumb too stupid or whatever don't don't think like that right? just just ask away that's your privilege you're there you paid to sit in that seat to listen in you paid to learn ask away don't don't be scared mm -hmm. Okay. And most of the time, somebody else is thinking that same question. Yeah. You never know. You just never know, too. Like, if someone's, you know, someone else wants, wants that question answered, but is too scared or, like, don't know how to word it, you know? Like, maybe they, maybe they want to ask it, but they're just like, I don't know how to bring this up or I don't know how to, how to ask, but there's this thing. And, I, you know what I mean? Like, just, just ask. Just ask. You never know who it's going to help. Yeah? So, those three things. Um, be prepared. Yeah? Uh, record ask questions uh, and if i could put in a one last one no no no, no. <laughs> for, both, for both of those no, 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 is to listen like i know that sounds generic but really listen okay and not just to the words that the uh, you know that that the presenter is is uh is is saying but really listen to how they say things how they explain things listen to the way their ukulele sounds because that can be a question if uh you know and you don't even think of it like listen to the way that they play watch how they play and then ask the questions based on like that 
so I, you know, I was no shame back then. Like when when I met, you know, Jake and uh, and and we got like Herbalta Jr. and all those like, and even like Imu Garza when I met him for the first time, I always asked like about like, how do you make your ukulele sound like that? And that sounds like a generic question, but, and they'll always ask, we're like, well, what do you mean? You know? So I always ask them like, you know, like when you play your ukulele, it doesn't sound tinny, it doesn't sound whatever, it sounds, it sounds nice. How do I get my ukulele to sound nice or to sound good or sound like thick or whole or thin or bright or whatever, you know? Like whatever characteristics that you like about that specific player, ask them about that because you'll never know like you might get the answer right there like that that question that that you you know that you could ask might be the the thing that completely turns your playing around you know like it can just be one you know one piece of advice like that that will like completely change you you know so do you know do that really listen to listen to the player and and understand the things that they're saying and the things that they're not saying yeah i think and I think the thing that happens and it's like we understand, but it's like because it's like this, people miss out yeah. is people get ex when you like say like, yeah. oh, OK, here's a technique you can try mm. and you kind of demonstrate it. Then people mm. immediately grab their ukes and they start trying it yes. out. Right. And it's like uh, because they're like trying it out and they're they looking it, it yeah. and they're looking at their hands. Mm -hmm. They're not like listening to you explaining the actual technique yeah. or the actual thing. Mm -hmm fully before trying it out. Yeah, right? and I say that, I try to put that in there only because like I'm thinking about uh, my kids over at the, uh, the elementary school. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching at, um, at a private school, um, private elementary school here on Kauai, and, uh, and I'm teaching ukulele to these kids. And because they're kids, you know, and because you put an instrument in front of them, of course yeah. they're gonna like, you know, they're gonna well, play it. It's yeah. one of those make like noise. Yeah, they're gonna make noise. They're gonna like, they're gonna play around with it. I can't scold them for that. I can't be like, hey, stop playing. Like, just, <laughs> I need to explain things to, yeah. to you. But honestly, that that like that transfers over to like you know adults. To, to adults too because you yep. get excited. You know, like if yep. you're taking a workshop, if you're taking whatever, you get excited. But if the if the teacher is talking like really like pay attention to what they're you know what they're saying pay attention to, not just to what they're saying pay attention to how they play pay attention to like what they sound like and and how they approach the ukulele because that all matters yeah, yeah. it's not just like the stuff that they're that they're teaching you on their you know like on their whatever curriculum or whatever lesson plan that they have but it also listen in and i guess look for things that you know that that they're not teaching because there's there's things in there too. When I was uh, um, when I was traveling, you know, and and and, um, and I got to spend a lot of time with like these amazing musicians like Benny Chong and Kalei Gambiao and stuff. Nobody really taught anybody anything, but just by listening and watching like these uh, these players and just by being with them or being in the same room as them, you can you know you can kind of learn a lot just by listening and watching well <laughs> like uh when those musicians like play yeah. you're not gonna be like wait, wait, wait everybody stop the song yeah, i need yeah. you to explain <laughs> how you did that right it's like you yeah. guys usually play the song and then afterwards you're like man that thing you did was really cool yeah. can you help me yeah. like, can you explain it better right. to me so yeah just you know just just listen really like pay attention that, that that's it i know you know, it's uh, a lot of people get starstruck and we talked about it last week. I was very starstruck. I, <laughs> I fall into that same, you know, category, but you got to ask, you got to ask those questions.
but that, that's just be a good student, you know? I think it would be helpful. Like, uh, I've seen maybe, like, some teachers yeah. do this, but for workshops and stuff, I think it would be helpful if, like, they said, like, okay, I'm going to teach you guys this thing right now, and you guys just listen, try to follow along, but don't actually play it, right? Like, keep your eyes on me mm-hmm. and just listen yeah. to what I'm saying. And then after I finish this, for the next five minutes, everybody can try and do it, you know, and then we'll mm. work through it after that. But during this period right now, all your job is to do is try and take in as yeah. much information as I'm, like, giving out. Yeah. yeah Not yeah. actually grabbing your you, trying it out, like, just, yeah. 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 So those are, those are my, as, as, like, from the teacher's point of view, what, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> my advice to, uh, to people taking lessons or taking group lessons or private lessons or just, you know, going to a workshop or seeing people in person. Like, yeah. cause that's, yeah. I think the, the thing I was going to add to is that what you said with like recording yeah. and having a tripod. Yeah. I think even that, like if you're doing a private lesson, make yeah. sure that you're, you have your phone ready and it's like pointed and it can stand on its own. Yeah. And it's not where it's like, it starts recording, then it falls down then you got to pick it up. And mm. like, if you're recording something, you should just set it up and forget about it yeah. and then be in the moment in the where moment. you're mm-hmm. focused. Mm-hmm. Right. So try and get, make sure you have everything to make sure that you can record everything right. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So if anybody <laughs> was interested, um, uh, I have a website called aldreen.com. Aldreen.com lists like all the, you know, all the places on Kauai that uh, that I'm teaching at. So I'm just kind of playing music. Yeah, I'm playing music at also teaching and playing music at. So if you're, you know, if you're going to visit the island of Kauai, and um and you're like yeah i wonder where aldrin is you know like i wonder where aldrin is playing or if he's teaching somewhere gonna take a lesson from him and stuff all the information is there aldrin.com okay so it, it lists uh you know our our local um events that we play at it also lists the events that we'll be like traveling to so i know we have a few tour dates like listed on there already um and and most importantly like uh if even if you're not from from here on Kauai, if you just go go to the website and sign up for like for the newsletter, like we uh, we're gonna be like sending out some really cool like emails and, and newsletter pretty soon. So um, we're trying to do a lot of like cool stuff through there because uh, we uh, I don't want to know how do I say <laughs> this. Um, like for example. Um, if uh, I've, I have like some some cool merch like Aldi Club and things like that, if you guys, you know, or stickers and, and T-shirts and sweaters and whatnot, it's not really Ukulele on the ground related. You know what I mean? Like Aldi Club is not an Ukulele on the ground thing. But, you know, if, if it's uh, if, if you guys are interested in things like that, we'll probably put in the newsletter like when those are available. Um, if I'm coming out with an album, uh, for example, Aaron and I are currently working on a live album. That's probably going to go through Aldrin.com, okay? And not Ukulele on the Ground, because it's not Ukulele on the Ground related, you know? Like, yeah. So, and, and you're still teaching on ukuleleontheground.com. Yeah. So virtually, yes. like if you if you want to take virtual lessons, yes. then ukuleleontheground.com. But if you're on island, then... Yeah, yeah. you might as well take a, uh, like a in-person lesson. We can hang out and stuff. And you can ask me all the questions that you've always wanted to ask in person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll get, it'll be a good time, but just, you know, uh, sign up for the sign up for the newsletter. We'll, we'll always uh, update it with like a lot of cool stuff. Okay. Yep. So go sign up. Aldrin.com. Aldrin.com. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll take questions from people. Sure. 
And Joseph said, "Can you read sheet music? How important is it? How much time should I spend on it?" Um, I can, I can. I'm, I'm from a classical background. I've, I studied like clarinets. I studied bass and contrabass clarinet. I also studied like um, uh, saxophone and stuff. So I, I'm, I'm a classically trained musician, I, I actually. But um, as far as ukulele goes, like how important is it? Is it? Uh, it is to read music. I'd say like you know. It's it's good to just kind of understand how music works and how music stacks and stuff like that. But as far as like as its importance, um, not very unless you're like looking at like some serious compositions and stuff. But a lot of the time, because uh, I mean ukulele in general, like culturally here in Hawaii, it's kind of shared just like the language, you know, uh, was. Uh, I guess I should say, just like how the language was shared, it is just through like through speaking and through like older generations to kind of pass it down. That's how we've approached ukulele underground, you know, in sorts. We wanted we wanted it to feel like I'm just like that uncle, like that is showing you, you know, like how to play ukulele. So if you know an uncle is showing you how to play ukulele, the uncle is not going to be like, okay, now here is the musical staff. And in between the lines, it's face, so it's F A C E, and we have every good boy deserves fudge. Like you, don't, you're not gonna hear none of that stuff, and um, and you know, and you don't need to read music to you know uh, to teach somebody that if they put their ring finger on the A string third fret, that's gonna create a C chord. You know, people just want to play. People just want to make that chord. Um, I think it's, you know, it's, if you do want to learn how to read music, I think it helps, you know, I think it's, it's great if you do, like, if you read music, if you, uh, if you study music theory, it definitely helps, you know, like, it's, it's a good idea to do that. But is it important? Is it necessary? I'd say no, you know, like, other people might disagree, but that's why they're O's, you know, they're not, they're not answers. But I think, you can have fun, and, and and I'm sure I'm not speaking for myself, but there's been tons, hundreds, thousands of people that have tried learning ukulele and uh, and never looked at a music sheet once, and have are having a ton of fun with it. Okay, mm-hmm. so the most important thing is to you know how much fun are you having, right? So if you're concentrating on like on reading music and really making everything make sense and stuff, and but if that like kind of gets in the way of you having fun with the instruments then i would say you're you know like it did a disservice to you rather than like then then help you out you know uh we have a member in our chat yes and i'm not gonna say who okay but uh i think very quickly they'll know who we're talking about okay um but I think the thing is that when people come from like a classical background or yes. come from yeah. where she music is used more, oh. <laughs> the okay. thing that we see too is yeah. that people think like the sheet music is always correct. Yes. So I have to follow the sheet music mm-hmm. 100%. And especially with like ukulele, ukulele, you usually find actually more music in tab yeah. form. Yeah. But that's also like, I would say don't, don't feel like it's 100% matching to the music yeah and if you're playing a song and you're reading the sheet music mm-hmm. and it sounds wrong to you like trust your instinct and say like i don't yeah. think this is written correctly yeah whereas like we've seen people who are maybe more classically trained with sheet music and they'll play things wrong just because it's on the sheet that's music what it says. Yeah, that's what it but says. it's not right uh, on the sheet music either like we know what is actually supposed to be played and we have to mm-hmm. tell them like 
oh yeah the person who made the sheet music probably just put it in by accident or something yeah and there's some things that you can't notate either you know yeah, like yeah. as far as playing ukulele and a lot of ukulele music is also by feel you know like it's mm-hmm. and a lot of rhythm is also by feel mm-hmm. like i'm sure that swing yeah, yeah i'm sure you can still notate it in a way but then you know if you're just like uh, if you have to notate it a certain way, and if you know if a person can't you know it, it can't really read that, then yeah. who's it serving? You know, so um, yeah, I think it helps. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I think it's a great idea. Don't get me wrong. Like, don't don't hear me saying that like that. No, you don't need to, or it's not important, and whatever. Don't take that as like don't you don't gotta do it. But I I think you know you don't have to. It's not necessary. And you know, as far as like just having fun with the instrument no not important like you can have fun you can learn ukulele you can play ukulele without reading one lick of sheet music i think it's- if you learn the basics of like the note names sharps and flats and note values yeah you can get like that's kind of like pretty like you can get pretty far mm-hmm. uh ukulele wise mm-hmm. like that's usually what most ukulele music will go mm-hmm. up to they won't go into like really complex stuff like- yeah you know, oh, that you have to do this type of thing here, or this is for yeah. this notation or whatever. So, yeah, and you know, but if you learn, you know, how to read music, or if you learn music theory, music theory, I feel like is more important than actually yeah. reading music. The theory behind it and finding the, um, like the patterns and stuff within your instrument. In this case, ukulele, like using the the fretboard as like kind of your music sheet and look and seeing the notes within your fretboard as uh, as opposed to seeing it within the music sheet i think is more important you know what i mean like knowing what notes are on your fretboard um say and how they stack together and what i mean by that is like knowing that the c string second fret is a d note e string third fret is a g note and middle finger on the a string second fret is a b note so i know that the stack is g d g so like that, I didn't need to see it on, on a music sheet and stuff, but I know that these are the notes and I can kind of, uh, I'm not seeing them as like, you know, like the, the musical notation, like being stacked. I'm just seeing them as like, as the letters stacked on top of each other. Or like uh, G, D, G, B. I'm just seeing those four stacked like that. So G, D, G, B, right? Yeah. And now uh, knowing that like, um, in, in patterns wise, knowing that in the key of G, it's one sharp F sharp, right? So, G- right. So knowing that that's the stack, all those notes are great. Okay. And, um, in music theory, uh, you can add in any one of those notes in the scale to your chord and it should be all good. So if it's G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, G, that means I can play an A here. So I can like uh, kind of play it like this, add my, my pinky finger to, to the E string fifth fret because I know it's an A. I remember said like, it's important to know and, and see it within your, your own instrument, your fretboard. If you play that, you, you might not know what the chord is called, but you know that that note or that chord is possible in the key of G. You might not know like what this chord, if I took my pinky finger, played the C note there. You might not know what that's called, but you know it's possible. You know what that thing sounds like. (laughs) 
all of those good in that key of you know in that key of G, right? But if you learn more music theory, then you'll understand it like okay, well that you know if if you added that that uh, E string fifth fret there, then you're playing a G chord with an A, so it can just be like um, with with the, that would be then like the nine, yeah. Then add nine, add nine because you're not like adding the set. If for it to be a ninth chord, you'd have to have the seventh in there and the ninth. But in this case, we're just add nine. We're just adding the nine. So like it's those things that you can start to kind of explain, but you don't need that either. If you just like if it sounds good, then it sounds good. That's like yeah. how the Beatles did it. You know what I mean? Like they just put their fingers, played whatever chord that sounded pretty good with the uh, you know with um with with other chords. You know? Yeah, I think even like when you you know you picked out the notes in yeah. G, people would be like, oh, I gotta get like to where I'm like that fast at picking out notes. Yeah, and like yeah. Uh, we see people like practice kind of almost like uh, how you would practice in mm -hmm. school where they make note cards or they drill themselves. Yeah. It's like you if you just start where it's like you you know a song really well yeah. and you're like, what are the notes in this chord? And you just count up the fret. You go like C, C sharp, D, D yeah. sharp, E. Yeah, I feel like that's do that. yeah. yeah. And then you just get faster by doing that. And yeah. that if you do that with like an actual song it's uh you get an emotional connection to it rather than just like drilling because when people drill like we'll ask them stuff like that and they might know it but then when it comes to actually playing it they have a harder time like actually applying yeah. it or like when we tell them like oh so you know that like uh d is on the c string second fret and they'll kind of like have to think about it before like they actually know like yeah oh i'm supposed to put my finger there yeah um for you know for my advice would be to just like uh to of course to know your fretboard like that that would be very 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 good for you know for for you and for you know for for your playing and stuff if you just know all the notes and all the strings and all the frets that like that is really good so that you know when when you have a you know when you have a scale like g you know that f is sharp so if you know where all the f's are on your fretboard you just don't play those f's and you play them you play them sharp like so you can you kind of navigate your way around the ukulele um and knowing the key that you're at knowing which notes are available for you within that key is going to add a lot to your playing so you're not just playing just the, the you know the single chord um to answer that question side note though um my you know since we're talking about music theory my understanding of music theory is not at all like an advanced music theory understanding like i feel like i'm i'm an intermediate music theory like person and with the ukulele it's totally fine you know i got pretty far in my career <laughs> knowing just intermediate music theory and um i was playing around yesterday with like you know with, with just chord progressions and stuff and um you know uh, something that always like kind of hit me was those minor four like mm. progressions you know like uh for, for those of you folks that don't know like a minor four is that um i, I like to use creep as like the uh, you know as the example that that so using the major and yeah. the minor in yes. the same song using that that four like major right after and four minor to get back to the one I know for for like advanced music theory people, they're like, oh yeah, like this, like this next thing that he's gonna say, like 
of of course that makes sense and stuff. But I didn't like I was experimenting with that with with playing in E. Yes, I still practice everyone. I'm not afraid to say so. <laughs> like I practice it and then, like and I uh I try stuff out. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. You know, I'm playing in the key of E, right? And um in the key of E. So if if I'm playing, you know, playing playing that, and I'm like, okay, uh, a four minor would be that like, you know, would be the, well, I guess, what would be a D minor, no, uh, A, A minor. Okay, so, mm-hmm. so uh, in this case, if I'm going E to the four, mm-hmm. to, to that. And so I'm like, okay, well, if things are relative, then could I use like a C in there instead? Yeah, so I did. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. You know, I'm like, what if I added, because the C note is not a part of that scale, like, but we have two Cs, but the B is part of that, that, that scale. I was like, what if I use a C major seven in there instead? So I'm in the key B. So I tried to do the A major seven to a four my four. I was like, oh, that sounds so nice. To the to the E. Mm-hmm. I just like I just found that like really cool progression of like substitution, I guess, based on like that four. I don't know, like the like I said, I, I made that, you know, <laughs> I, I said that first that my my knowledge of music theory is not that not that advanced. Yeah. So what like, does that sound like? There's right? a, yes, there's something, exactly. There's something there's that, like a that song has that a similar sounds, sound. Yeah. So I was thinking like, okay, what if I, I add some like really beautiful courses? I did like E, like E major seven or like an E like a nine to that if I go to the major uh to the four major and then I go to four minor and then hit that oh, sounds awesome <laughs> so watch so it goes like this oh. Oh, I was like oh that sounds so good. So it's like that A minor to the C major seven. It's kind of like mm-hmm. it's a like really yeah. beautiful like melodic like like line. Walking in down. Yeah, I was just I, and melody. I don't know how it works and, and why why that works, but I probably just because of that because yeah. of the walk down, right? I was, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it feels good. I was trying to explain it to myself, and I'm like, okay, well, uh, but that's that's how I landed on it. I'm like, okay, A. I like that, you know, that 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 four and then four minor going to to the you know to the E, but I'm like, let's use like the the relative, uh, the, the relative major because that you know that counts, right? Sure, There's yeah. all the notes like in in the uh, in in the A minor or that four minor, but it'll be that the the minor seven of that four. All of that makes sense, but if we went to the major seven of that minor uh, that minor four major relative, <laughs> that no, that major seventh note is part of the uh, yeah part of the one. So like it kind of helps it go back to yeah. go back home, and it just has this kind of nice haunting. It makes the major seven like which is usually like you know pretty like home feeling but it does but it has that like that kind of clash that half step clash because it is a major seven to the one 
ah, it's, it's really nice. I would have never put that together. Like C major seven to the E. Yeah. I'm like, no, why would you go C? Like the C is so far from E, you know what uh, I mean? Like it's not it's part not, of that. No, no, yeah. it's not. Like, cause if we're going circle of fifths, if we're talking C, then G, then D, then A, then E. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty far circle of fifths wise, you know? So it, but in that case, that works. If anybody knows like advanced music theory, like explain that. I, I mean, I, I would appreciate it. But something that I, that I experimented with just to kind of show you guys that I'm still on the same journey as everybody else, you know? I'm, uh, yeah. I'm learning and that's why there are opinions because like I might have some solid answers on some stuff, but yeah. um, I'm also learning the ukulele at, at the same time, but just kind of discovering new things. And I like, I, yeah. I dig that like- But even, even that is like, if you were just playing around and you came up yeah. with that, yeah, 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 yeah. then the music theory is just a way to explain I what you're so. doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though you just did it by yes. feel. Yes, you know? that was another thing that, that I wanted to get at because, and that's why I wanted to, to share it. Because earlier I said, you know, like, oh, the Beatles just played what, like, whatever sounded good. Yes, yeah. that like, I, you know, with even with my knowledge of music theory, I couldn't explain that because I don't have, you know, I didn't go to music school or, or, or anything, but it sounds good and I would definitely use it on, you know, on something. I would use it in, uh, in substitution for the, uh, for the minor four. Now, so now whenever I play a minor four, I'm going to, I'm going to play that, that major seven, <laughs> like relative to the, to the minor four instead. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. So let's, let's so just like test that, out a theory. Yeah? Way, so in that, you know, in, uh, um, in that song creep, so it goes, da, 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 da. so very special. And you're so very special, and I'm a creep. Okay, so what is the major relative of C minor? That'd be E flat, right? Uh, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So an E flat major, major seven. seven. So let's try that out. But which makes sense because that D is part uh, of that G, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it wants to resolve there. So very special. Like you would just you would just uh, sustain that maybe you can just sustain it so that when you land on the uh, on the G chord you would just sustain that that five on the D. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. It's fun. Hey. Just just sounds like wanted to wanted to share like some cool stuff that I uh, that that I I not I didn't figure it out but I just was fooling around with last night. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Because like I think uh, even doing like uh, what is it or like replacing chords yeah. in songs, it's like you can replace a chord like you said with like one chord and then go like, but those two chords are pretty similar. So mm. what if I try replacing it with this? Right? Mm -mm. Like I often think of like, okay, so uh, like uh, C is the um, relative major to A minor. Mm. I'll replace the the A minor with the C, and then go like. What if I try playing like a C minor though in that place mm. for this particular song? Yeah. Where will it push the song from there, right? And you can kind of, that's where you realize like with music theory is like pretty much you can do any note with any mm. note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just like when you're, if you're trying to make it sound good, you have to be more careful about what notes you pick and even in the chord, mm. like 
how the notes are constructed, yeah, right? Yeah. Because if you do like a lower uh, note that's like not right, but it's either too high or too low, mm. then it stands out so much that you're like, that doesn't quite sound mm. right, right? Yeah, so, so I don't just, know. I want to see yeah. where else where else it would go. I mean, if we're being honest, I was trying to figure out like a nice like solo to uh, like one day soon, and that's why I was like an E, and then the that four with the because in one day soon, one day soon the sun's gonna shine. One day soon the sun's gonna shine. You'll be mine until the end of time. So like I wanted that like to to have a. You know, I was like, what, how do I make a different feel to that? So like, maybe I can make the song my own, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this is just how like, you know, uh, Ernie Cruz Jr. like sang it and how everyone covers it and stuff. And I'm like, how, what can I do to make that stand out? So I'm just like, one day soon the sun's gonna shine. You'll be mine till the end of time. So instead of that, uh, Until the end of time, so I can just do a passing. So, bop, 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 to to that, like yeah. that, that sneaking that C major seven in there, like mm-hmm. gives like a whoa, <laughs> like, what what was that? So next time I play with you or play with Kaniho and stuff, I want to sneak it in, and it's just like oh. That yeah. sounds that sounds because it's already a fast line, you know what uh-huh. I mean. But I think w- if I if I made that uh, made that change in there, so one day soon the sun's gonna shine. You'll be mine until the end of time. <laughs> Feels like there's another chord in there. Yeah, there's right. One more. So no, yes, like, you should you should do <laughs> one more passing chord to, before you resolve. Maybe instead of like the nine, like the D nine, you just go. To the seven, so nine and seven, then to the e. So it'd be like a one day soon the sun's gonna shine. You'll be mine until the end yeah, of yeah. time. Yeah. You know, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so it's, it's so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> but yeah, just I I too am on a journey <laughs> with with the ukulele. I'm mm-hmm. I'm always like seeking for you know like seeking things that that i don't yet know and for for advanced music theory people are like oh yeah and then they probably explained it already you know like it works because this 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 and this but i don't know and it sounds cool to me that's how i write <laughs> <It's> songs fun. <laughs> it's fun that's what makes it cool all the fun yeah. and i just wanted to share that because we're talking about like do you need music theory or do you need like to to understand like you know like or... read music and stuff like that the answer, right, you know, with, with this uh, perfect example is not really like, I didn't know, but I just played it. It sounded good. Now I'm just going to add it to, you know, to that song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, I guess understanding might deepen your appreciation. Yes. Though. Yes. Yeah. Of like, okay, well, if this is this, then this is this and this is this. So that, that makes sense because this is this or whatever. But I think it's cool to like just kind of stumble upon it, you know, like without knowing it's it's kind of like uh, knowing music theory is just having the you know like having a, a map to like everything and knowing where everything is and knowing how you can get to one place to another you know mm-hmm. but there is also something cool about like just turning a corner and you're like oh where's this has this bakery been here the whole time like, look at this. <laughs> man like it's so close to like to my house you know <laughs> it's kind of like that 
Yeah, well, and then that's why like people usually get caught off guard is because they're so used to, to hearing what's mm. like the roadmap of a song or something. Yeah. And then when somebody plays something that's not there, they're like, whoa, where did yeah, that come yeah, from? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. Kinda like when when Abe and U three, I always I always have to cite that. When they played Vahine Ilikea and they like and they <laughs> yeah. did that crazy like last verse to it that just sounded like something completely different. Like and I would talk to Lenny about that. When Lenny was here the other week, uh-huh. you know, he was just like, Yeah, I wanna do that all over again just to see the, the look on you, Craig, and like and Steven's faces <laughs> when we played that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, so you guys were watching, so you knew that we were gonna trip out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those of you folks that don't know, um check out U three. That's like um Cynthia Lynn, Ukuleni, and Abe Lagrimas Jr. Uh, their album U3 has as a uh, version of Vaini Ilikea in it. You know that like sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Then you get to that last verse, you're like, "What is this witchcraft that is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> so what's some Abe Lagrimas witchcraft? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like we, we heard it and it was like, "Oh, that's obviously Abe." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for nothing, but I mean, like Cynthia is also like a trained you yeah. know, musician, and so is Lenny. Like, well, I went to yeah. music school, yeah, you yeah. know. So all of it could have been any of them, but it's obviously Abe. Me and Aaron were talking about Jacob yeah. Collier, right? And I said, like, I think Jacob Collier is like a musician's musician mm-hmm. where he does things that other musicians are like, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is going on? Yeah. But then it is like where it's, you know, other people will be like, that sounds cool, I guess, but I don't understand why it's so impressive. Yeah. It's like, you guys don't understand. He took something that was like <laughs> not supposed to be there and he yeah, like yeah. made it fit. So that's why it's so yeah. impressive. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to like to just experiment with stuff because little old me, like I mean, I'm, I think you know my my knowledge of music theory is pretty good enough to get me to uh, to to where I am. But it's always nice to like to to discover stuff on my own rather than to like kind of know the music theory behind it, mm-hmm. which would then be like, okay, well of course that sounds good because it's this 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 and this. But in this case, I'm like, oh my god, listen to this, Aaron. <laughs> have that lingering note because i don't even know if it could be called c major seven in this case it might just be an a minor and nine or whatever a minor seven uh, so a nine or whatever you know Uh minor nine yeah probably to go to the e yeah so people in the comments are like no i'll drain us on a minor nine instead don't think about it as a c major seven but I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. People... I think that's. I think that's the answer. It's like a, a minor nine, going back to the one, and I'm tripping. I'm tripping out over it. When people are like, no, it's just like a minor nine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of taking it back to the original question too. Yeah. Like how? Like, do you need to know, and how much do you need to know? I think uh, if you're a musician and you're playing with other people, you're probably gonna hit a point where you can't communicate with to yeah, other yeah. people without knowing music theory and knowing note names and stuff. So that's where it's like really helpful. And that's, I think, where you want to get proficient. And if you get proficient at that, then like everything else kind of is like an add-on for ukulele playing. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It's cool. Yeah. So yeah, I I trip also. <laughs> Everybody, I'm, <laughs> I'm human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of good stuff yeah. in the chat. Oh, yeah. Brother Sam is making all kinds of comments about like uh, examples of basically what you're talking oh, about. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah. My, you know, like I've I've a pretty good, you know, like knowledge of music theory. But every every now and then, there's like something that will always surprise me. Like when I hear it or discover mm-hmm. it, it's like ah, so cool. <laughs> 
I feel like and with musicians, it's like it's cool when a piece of music is complex. Mm. But it doesn't sound complex. Yeah. So people like who are listening to it can just listen to it and enjoy it as it is. But people with music knowledge will understand like this is crazy, like crazier than yeah. people know. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and yeah. sometimes yeah. you'll get that visceral reaction even from people who don't know. It's just like that was a great chord. Like you know, I was expecting was really this, but I don't know what you did there. But it sounds <laughs> fantastic. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuff like that really yeah. really cool i get that a lot because yeah. i don't i don't know like really you know <laughs> but i know what i like <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> you know? yes yes yeah okay okay uh let's just answer a few more questions okay so susan said yeah. ideas for hosting a super fun holiday jam for my youth club friends at my place how can mm. i make this a great beginner friendly jam for 10 mm. people or so play along with youtube vids that's good you know like uh put together like a um like a playlist of like play along and stuff but I mean, you want it to feel a little bit more like intimate. So like a play along would be kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's just jam these songs, just fine. But if it's just you guys jamming and not like, you know, not with a play along, if it's like somebody can lead, you know, the uh, the, the yeah, jam, that would it'd be, be nice. pretty good. It'd be nice. You if know? you had a leader, if you had just someone who was familiar with some yeah. easy songs yeah. and can lead the jam. That's, that's, that's a good, you know, it's a better idea, I think. Not saying that the... the play along thing is you know would, would be bad that that works too but i think it would be better if somebody let it okay um another thing is to uh take up take a page from us as far as like the uh the Aloha friday live jam goes and that's how you can make it beginner friendly because in Aloha friday live jam we play the song like how we play it but we introduce like strumming that beginners can do that uh that have them kind of strumming along to at least the groove the beats of the you know of, of the song so that they don't feel like i don't know they're doing this this thing with the, the, the rolls and the chunky chunks and stuff like you, you don't have to be intimidated by that stuff but just kind of groove along with uh you know with, with everybody else so um take you know to take a page off of our book in that case that makes it beginner friendly for people um maybe pick keys that are a little bit more beginner friendly because the point of it is not to like be the most impressive right so you don't have to play everything you know to its or in its original key if you're if your plan is to just have fun and make it beginner friendly um you know transpose it to a key that that everyone knows g c a f d it doesn't have to be you know like super hard like b or or g sharp or you know anything like that it just has to be like nice and manageable like whatever you know um whatever that key is if it's if it's difficult maybe just move it like a half step up or like or, or a step or two yeah. or down or whatever you know um transpose it so that everybody can sing to it It can still sound close to the original but the chords are very beginner and everyone friendly you know and me i'm like you know i've played professionally for decades and i would rather play in g than <laughs> playing it in b or f sharp or or anything that crazy you know what i mean like if if i'm doing it for fun you know, if I'm doing it for fun, it's easy to just yeah, to just play in those because I can concentrate more on the having fun thing than I'm like, okay, well, here's how you play the F sharp B, whatever. You know, um, I can just concentrate on like on 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 having fun. And and in my case, like I don't have to explain like, oh, okay, well, what is what chord is that you know, or whatever. Then then you're like, oh, this is what is a half diminished, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know. Um, it, it doesn't have to be uh, overcomplicated, all right? So make it 
as beginner friendly as as you can by um by maybe transposing songs that are not so uh, are, that are in keys that are not so friendly to the ukulele um and uh and yeah just try to simplify the uh, the strumming you can still strum like you know however you want to strum with some fancy strummings but make sure uh everyone has something that they can strum to like even just like you know just down strums or down up down up or however they want to syncopate it you know either so yeah that'd be good yeah i think snacks uh, also sorry (laughs) (laughs) we had somebody ask kind of a similar question i think they were starting like a jam at their Mm -hmm. house yeah and i think we gave them the advice that like start a group chat with like people are coming to the jam and ask everybody like hey what songs do you guys want to play you know and like just send in Mm -hmm. a youtube video of the song Mm -hmm. or like sheet music so we can get an idea everybody can get an idea yeah yeah yeah, that's true that's true and then i think um something that we do like when we play music together and i think we just do it like unconsciously but uh if you're doing a jam Mm -hmm. like put the chairs in a circle so you're always like looking Mm -hmm. at somebody else and so if there's somebody who's playing along with you and they don't know what to play yeah they can hopefully look at you know one of the directions (laughs) and if you're like maybe the most advanced person there and you're doing like really advanced drumming And you can see somebody else is like looking at you and they're having a hard time following along. Yeah. That's where you can like adjust. Yeah, like yeah. simplify your strumming and just yeah. be like that. Yeah. Or even turn to them and write and it really helps. Like if everybody else is keeping time and they're all playing the music, mm-hmm. you just turn to them and go like, Hey, this is the C chord and the next up is coming A, F, you know, just give them like little hints here and there mm-hmm. so they can follow along too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think I was telling you recently, uh, I discovered a cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my girlfriend's family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and so it, the cassette on mm-hmm. the cassette tape was basically like her, because her grandpa played bass and guitar and mm-hmm. ukulele, and so like they had they they would all often have jams just like in kind of kapila kind of in the backyard, yeah. and so there was the cassette tape was of that oh, of the background like a That's background so cool. jam, yeah. and so and and you know it was. It was obviously just like spur of the moment. Like yeah. there were there were maybe two or three people with instruments, guitar, mm-hmm. ukulele, and maybe another guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were just like hanging out and somebody just starts singing something and then yeah. everybody just chimes in. Yeah. And then there was like, you know, a couple aunties that yeah. were singing harmonies yeah. Yeah. behind and, mm-hmm. and everybody's just like hanging out and having a good time. So cool. And so it was like, just have like, being in that situation yeah. is pretty amazing and then the fact that i was able to experience what mm, it was like yeah. you know yeah. Like, yeah yeah just through that and so like i i busted <laughs> out my ukulele i was playing along oh, cool. it's like it was kind of yeah. crazy and and yeah even they kept it to pretty much just the keys of g and c mm-hmm. um because yeah. it's easy it have to be those are yeah. easy yeah. for both guitar right. and, and ukulele, ukulele. Yeah. and um and then everybody yeah they, they and they played classics like under the boardwalk nice. and like you know nice. it's like nice nice See? Pretty, Kahai, it's, a cool. <laughs> it's a classic it's a classic okay <laughs> stop hating on it so much <laughs> classic doesn't mean that it's good though there's <laughs> bad classics <laughs> so uh, yeah so yeah I think uh, another tip too is like uh, if you have a bunch of songs, like uh, mm-hmm. do like we do in the jam, where start off easy, right? Yeah. Start off mm-hmm. with a song that you're pretty sure that everybody can play, and even like maybe do a couple songs that way, and then go into you know yeah. like songs that maybe people put in the group chat that it's like 
This one is a little bit tougher, but just try and play along. Yeah, if try you and can. play. Yeah. yeah. If you can't get one yeah. chord, skip that chord. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's, and then there are a lot yeah. of songs that um, you're pretty sure that most everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. You know that th- that's helpful mm-hmm. if you can introduce those yeah. songs because then, even if they don't know how to play yeah. it, they can at least sing, sing along. Yeah. Sing yeah. yeah. Like uh, I think "Waiting in Vain" is a great song, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just like two chords. You can yeah. play that song with mostly with two chords, yeah. and people who are playing along. They can play with two chords, and then yeah. when it gets to the more complicated parts, it's like, oh, just stop, you know, hold your, and just, like, strum or something. You don't have to play But, yeah, a lot of Christmas stuff is, like, three, four chords, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so it should be it should be easy, and um, they're in relatively friendly keys, you know? So I, I think you can have or a can be. really... Or can yeah. be, yeah. You can have a good time with just some, like, uh, good easy christmas songs and the easy ones are the ones that people want to sing anyway you know what i mean if you're getting too complicated then it's like mm, i don't really know that one like you get more people that like that don't know like those ones but yeah the classics never die like like jinka bells and silent night like those ones are like three chords you know <laughs> yeah but I guess stuff like We Wish You a Merry Christmas is like a lot of chords <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what is it like or like I guess the more jazzy Christmas yeah, songs yeah. and what is a like a sleigh bells or uh, there's one of those like classic Christmas songs that's actually like more complicated yeah, yeah. there's this, there's a lot of sleigh ride yeah yeah sleigh, sleigh ride, ride is pretty complicated <laughs> I think or we Carol play, of the Bells Carol of the Bells <laughs> yeah we play um, Winter Wonderland which is f- mm. usually just three chords but there's a you know it changes keys mm-hmm. in the uh, in the meadow we can build a snowman yeah, yeah it's kind of a lot of chords it's a lot but you break it down it's like <laughs> yeah. it's not that bad yeah yeah or like I, I concentrate doing it yeah when we play that song <laughs> Yeah, if you kind of intermix it yeah. with like hard, easy, hard, then it's mm-hmm. like if the person skips that one song, then mm-hmm. they can be like, oh, but I can come back in the next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel good. Yeah. So. so you can at least sing it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are advice. Let's just do one or two more. Okay, so Andre said, uh, well, Andre is kind of asking, what is your experience with teaching students who don't speak English or maybe speak very little English? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when the communication beforehand really makes a lot of, you know, makes a lot of sense because if you're trying to tell them during the lesson, that's like when, remember I was saying like it kind of wastes time if you're like, if you're asking the questions during. So before then, you know, like have the email and email, email them saying like, Hey, my English is not so well, but these are the things that I kind of wanted to work on. Here's my question. Uh, you know, like, I don't know if it makes sense, but this is, you know, this is my, my question. Let me know if, if you understand what I'm talking about. So that the teacher can kind of like, okay, let me just prepare, you know, for this. Or like, okay, this is what they want to work on. Even if we can't, you know, if we can't communicate very well, I at least know what they want to do. You know, like, and we can get something done without getting specific. And if they want to do something specific, then you can just kind of save it for the next lesson or try to, you know, like try to uh, see if you can like, you know, explain it as best as you can. Because we, we try, you know, we try to like understand what, what people, you know, what people are asking for. I, I have a lot of students, you know, like um, from like from other uh from all corners of the globe actually and, and like in different languages so i always have a hard time with uh with with accents and, and people are super nice to like to at least try to speak it in english to me but it's tough you know like kind of listing through 
a person's accent and then with zoom and all that stuff <laughs> it gets kind of like distorted anyway and uh and microphones are not that loud so it's kind of tough to hear but um if if you write it down prior i'll at least know you know and it'll be a lot easier for you to compose yourself and think of the question to ask uh if you type it rather than like if you're trying to communicate with with the teacher beforehand so that's that's all in like being uh having an open communication with your instructor yeah i was gonna say like if you're gonna you know you say like i want to learn mm -hmm. this thing or this song the best thing is to send like an example of what you're yeah. talking about yeah, yeah. like and just like send a video of like okay so what this person does at this time and then you can click on it because like i've tried to help people through messages yeah and they explain the whole thing that they want to learn and go like i think this is what you're saying and then they send yeah. the video to me and i'm like oh that's like super easy yeah, yeah, yeah of course i can help yeah. you with that so, so any way you can and i'm sure it was a lot easier for them to type out that stuff rather than like ah uh, the uh and then the, you know what i mean and if and then your 30 minutes goes by you know <laughs> kind of like what we were talking about too yeah. like the person i was helping with they tried to like they're like oh it's this like crazy thing mm -hmm. that this guy is doing and he's using a lot of music theory terms mm -hmm. and i was like i guess it's like this and then when he actually sent the video i was like those are arpeggios using chords like these are the yeah. chords you can oh. use it's like pretty easy to break down yeah, yeah, yeah. so even it, like if somebody tries to explain yeah. it through words there's just you know yeah. just let us know what, what you're looking for and we can kind of take it from there yeah uh one more okay do one more uh, somebody asked, uh, what do you think of the ECEA tuning? ECEA. Um, I mean, it's just like, like with changing any... the G, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the G to an E, like <laughs> yes, yeah. tuning it down. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's the same as like any other any other tuning, like usually or or any other D tuning, I should say. Um, <clears throat> you either are you know are playing an open tuning which i you know in in eca it would be like an open what a minor mm -hmm. like an a minor tuning so that's you know that would be your 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 goal is to play like you know some open strings to to really emphasize that open a minor tuning yeah um and it's it just serves that purpose i mean all like all tunings you know have uh, have a purpose or at least like have a goal or have you know some intention to, of why you would tune it that way you know um and in that case I, I think it's cool you know it's it's nice it's it's really um really inventive and i think it's it's good to just experiment around with a bunch of other tunings i mean yeah, I don't know what they're looking for. I mean, like, do you hate it, Eldrin? Do you hate CEA tunes? <laughs> I'm sure there's a song it. that yeah. it would it would be. It helpful. sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, sounds nice with. And there's songs that I, you know, I play around with some with some tunings, but because um, I don't want to, you know, like um, I don't want to have to keep tuning. I try not to. Like, and if I do, it's usually just like one string that I, that I detune to, like, <laughs> yeah. to to get yeah. it. It's cause, you, uh, you tune after every song just to keep it in yeah. tune, like <laughs> to uh, single tuning. <laughs> so if I'm gonna like detune my ukulele within uh, um, within the performance, like I don't have like an ukulele tech that would just like hand me a tuned ukulele, you know, like on stage. I have to do it myself. So. Um, not the biggest fan of it being in my set unless I'm just doing like an open A minor in which I tune the A, uh, the G to an A, 
rather than me tuning the G to an E. I've played around with, you know, with an open A minor tuning, and that's, that's that. Yeah. You can hear it on like my um, 2023 platinum video for Kanilea when I played the, the, the one, Kanilea with the silver like um, stuff on it, their platinum, which is, I thought the video came out pretty good. I did an open A minor tuning to a song called uh, Romance. Yeah. Which we teach here at Ukulele Underground. Yeah. yeah, we have a full would you, lesson for that. You yeah. would need a different string, right? To, to oh, like a low G string. No, but you can e. play romance with, with like a high G. No, no, that, for that e. e. Oh. E, C, E, A. I mean, could you get a, you, you could get away with it, but it would be pretty Either low. really floppy yeah, or like, super tight. And I mean, I just don't see the, you know. So it'd be, ah, oh, you're going to make me do it. Yeah. <laughs> Brada Sam said it just makes the tone sound fuller, more bass, and he said Hawaiian called it ohine when tuning saki. It's like a slacky tuning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's like A minor. Mm -hmm. You can open A minor, but with it. The, the so you don't have to get a different string. You can still it get still that works. to tune. Yeah, it's, it's, the, uh, the tension is pretty good. It's not floppy or anything. So, what could I do with this? Well, I guess I could just play any note that I would that I would on, yeah. on the E string, like on the top. That's pretty cool. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, it serves purposes. It, it makes, you know, like for some really cool voicings and stuff. Like if I were to like play C, C would be, C would be the same, you know, but if I were to play F, that'd be kind of cool because yeah. it would be an F major seven because you would have that major seven mm -hmm. up here. But if uh, if you didn't want that major seven F to be here, so for as an F add nine, or you play that. The, uh, the F here and play like the A. So some like really cool like experimental stuff that you could mm -hmm. they could do with it. Yeah, that'd be nice. That's or, kind of that's kind of always the trade off, right? With open tunings, is it makes some chords easier to play and it yeah. makes some chords harder. To play yeah, too. or impossible. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. When you play just the open strings, I think of love song. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Next, uh, we can do one more. That was kind of fast. We'll do one more. Uh, okay. Uh, earlier, I think Juan asked if you do lessons on the weekends. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do the um, we do the school. The the uh, I'm doing an academy here in Kauai, and uh, the academy is going to be um, every Sunday as far as the pop-up stuff goes. So the pop-up academy happens on the week and Sundays. Yeah. And we're starting a club. Yeah, we're starting ukulele club. Yeah, ukulele club on Kauai. So if you're visiting and you're like, I don't have time for, for, for a class or anything, but I do want to just jam with El Dream. Sundays, first Sunday of the month here on Kauai, jam, ukulele club. I never thought I'd own one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to, I think at this point I could say like a hundred clubs, uh -huh. you know, like at this point, like lots and lots of clubs, Visited and lots and lots of played. clubs. Um, never, never thought about starting one, but like, I think Kauai 
could use like an ukulele community here. I'm not saying that there isn't any, but it's just I, I feel like we have a chance to make something mainstream. Yeah, yeah, and and Kauai is pretty special. Yes. So it's like yes, yeah. yeah. Love it here, and and I want to stay here for the rest of my life. So, if uh, if you guys want to come down and visit, that because uh, yeah, a, a, a lot of people like have emails saying like, hey, is there any ukulele thing on Kauai? Like I'm visiting Kauai. Like what other ukulele things? Yeah, like, is there? Yeah. And I have nothing to say. You know <laughs> I mean, like just uh, some so, of our friends. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes play. like where is fingers playing these days? You yeah, know yeah. Like, basically, that's you just it. follow like, him, <laughs> right? Because uh, like Ben On used to be here. I used to tell people about Ben, you uh-huh. know, but he lives on Oahu now, oh. so like you can't. I can't really, you know, recommend Ben, but. Like there's fingers that plays and yeah, I yeah, mean on other than that like I don't know who else like plays ukulele because there's ukulele players but they're mostly guitar players yeah you know that yeah, will like, play ukulele like in Nox, a set Nox yeah, like, plays ukulele yes. but but he plays Mainly guitar, guitar yeah. on stage more of the yeah, time stuff like that so I think you know bringing ukulele culture or an ukulele community in this on this island is is one of our goals because really we 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 want to why not here I don't know I just I, I took a long hard look <laughs> at like at what I've done in the past like 20 years and it's always been like I don't know my my goal has always been like the world like I wanted a classroom like the world to be my classroom you mm-hmm. know but at the same time it's like I have me not turned my back but I've kind of ignored my own community here yeah on and then now that you have kids like you realize yeah. like oh yeah like the I kids kinda, need things yeah. to do <laughs> yes yes so <laughs> There's, you know, there's like Bandwagon, which is like a uh, music school here on Kauai. But I always get, I mean, I know I could be wrong, but I always get that, you know, like just like an after school program vibe from, you know, from that. And it's more like, a, let's let's form a band together of you play yeah, like yeah. a guitar, this person or, makes bass, yeah. and drums and stuff. But the ukulele culture is is not quite yeah, I think they do teach prominent. ukulele, but yeah, it's it's it, more like they do. like uh, the kids come in and like, what are you interested in? And yeah, you can yeah, play yeah. anything, yeah, yeah. right? But, but I so. want it to be like an ukulele academy here on yeah, Hawaii. Just specifically like, ukulele. Specifically ukulele. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like I feel like I could do a better job with in-person learning. Like I, I, I've done, I, you know, I mean, not to pat my own back, but I think I've done a pretty good job with the with the online learning thing through Ukulele Underground, but I feel like I can make a bigger impact if uh, if I'm teaching somebody in person. Just like just just saying. <laughs> so um, yeah, sign up for the newsletter over at Aldrin.com. Aldrin.com. That's uh, all your Aldrin. <laughs> it's <laughs> so weird to say that eventually yeah, eventually, eventually you know like i'm just stoked that i got the domain aldrin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and that leads somewhere i guess i've always had that domain but now like it it, it goes to, yeah, uh, to yeah. a website uh-huh. <laughs> so um yeah and uh of course We'll always be here at ukuleleunderground.com, ukuleleunderground.com for all of your ukulele learning needs. Boom. <laughs> Mwah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> so for all your ukulele learning needs, ukuleleunderground.com. Songs, lessons, we have a shop.ukuleleunderground.com as well. So if you guys want to buy an ukulele, um, you guys want to buy some lessons instead of like signing up for UU+. Plus. If you want to just like, nah, I just want just that lesson. I just want to learn just a fretboard. Because right, Eldrin talked about learning the fretboard in this episode. We have that. 
you know? Like, so check out shop.ukuleleontheground.com. Uh, it's, it's almost Christmas, so uh, a brand new ukulele wouldn't be a bad idea to, to see, you know, in your, under somebody's tree, right? <laughs> so, or, or like, you know, a download of a lesson from Ukulele on the Ground. Yeah. You know, you gift it, you're like, hey, I've always wanted to master my fretboard. <laughs> Thank you for making that happen. I feel like, yeah, that's like one of the most common questions we get from people is like, what ukulele should I start with or what lessons should I start with? Is like, or if you're getting it for somebody else, yeah, we our shop like has ukuleles that are pretty good for pretty cheap and then lessons to get you started. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that word, cheap. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Affordable. Affordable. (laughs) Yeah. No, also, um, recently we got permission from Matt Dahlberg yeah. oh. to put his Chord Melodies course on UU Plus for oh, all nice. UU Plus members. So oh. I'm, I'm working on getting that up. But um, yeah, so if, you're, if you oh, are value. a member of UU Plus, like look for that um, because it's in the shop. You can buy it in the shop. Um, but if you're a UU Plus member, that's going to be free for you soon. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So um, yeah, we're we're still here. We're still doing the private lessons, you know, like on Ukulele on the ground. We're still doing this podcast. We're still doing a low Friday live jam. Sorry for the people who are like, wait, wait, wait. He's teaching like in person now. So is Ukulele on the ground? No, we're here. We're here. We're still here. I've been doing it for the past like two months now. So don't don't worry. Okay, like it, I'm I'm still I'm still here. At least for the time being, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> I'm still here. You don't gotta gotta worry. Like Ukulele on the ground. All good still, okay? So I'll see you folks next time. See you this Friday for Aloha Friday Live Jam. And uh, if you're on quiet this weekend. Bye. Aloha. Aloha.